reach out Yeah, your skin can bring you so much pain Now I hear you say You got the best of both ways Won't you come and take a walk in my shoes And tell me if you take my place Under the Welcome to episode number 248 of the Inside Running Podcast. Thank you for joining us for another week. A big weekend in Australian distance running has just happened and we're actually recording on the Sunday night. Off uh, off our usual recording time of a Monday night, we thought we wanted to get it out fresh to the Patreon supporters, so a massive thank you to our Patreon supporters who support the Inside Running Podcast. Hopefully you, you enjoy this episode that's coming to you 24 hours earlier Feels a bit different doing it on a Sunday night, but we've got all the usual agenda items planned. Welcome to my co-host up in Canberra, Bradley Croker. Welcome to you. How's your Sunday? Uh, not too bad. It's been, I know it's only been six days since we recorded, but uh, it's felt like a bloody month for me. I've been been pretty sick this week, um, so it be a pretty short weekly recap. Not good at all, and uh, I think we've taken you away from your family. Maybe your brother's in town visiting, and now you're just, uh, what, shipped him off so you can record a podcast episode. No, sitting down on the couch. Um, yeah, because Viv and the kids, they're up uh, visiting her auntie and uncle in parks this weekend. And, uh, yeah, my brother's over visiting, so he's down on the couch. Just keep him quiet. What, in the same room? Oh, we're in the living room area. He's on He's on. Um, his device with headphones watching some com games. Okay, that's all right. Imagine just sitting there listening to this for the next hour. <laughs> Other co-host is the king down there at the Surf Coast Track Club, 214 Marathoner, Julian Spence. How are you? Oh, king titles... King title's generous at the moment. The alpha. But I'm down here. Oh, look, I'm self-proclaimed alpha, no problem. No one's stepped up to the title uh, down here. Happy to uh, run faster, but no one wants to crack, a, no one wants to crack at the title. Uh, it just told us off air that if a dog goes berserk in the background, you know what that noise is, so it sounds like the puppy has arrived. Mate, I've, I've had a few puppies. I've had three dogs. And this one has cried more than all of them put together. Really? This, this dog does not handle being by itself very well. Travel in paradise by the sounds of it. Oh, I thought it was a tough shit. dog. German yeah. Shepherd's tough. No, yeah, well, not this one at the moment. Not at nine weeks old. It's It's got a real whiny little bark. And um, you're like this house we live in isn't that big. So we've got a 10-month-old baby trying to sleep and... This little whiny dog, I'm like, I've, I've had to stay downstairs the last two nights, sleep on the couch just to try to <laughs> quieten it from waking the baby up. The dog's harder work than the baby. I love it. It, 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 it Like at the moment, Pia's looking real mature, <laughs> very independent, calm and collected, and the dog just requires all the attention. Oh, that's funny. Hopefully you get it under control with a bit of training and then things go in the right direction. Yeah, a couple of, couple of nights, I think. Uh, big weekend in running news, boys. We'll be talking about all that in a second, but we will recap our weeks first. We might just whiz through these tonight, eh? Do you want to go yeah. through first quickly, Crocs? You haven't uh, done yeah. much. You'll knock this over quick. Yeah, so, um, yeah, Monday night when we recorded, like, I wasn't feeling very well. Um, my throat was killing me, so... The same thing continued on Tuesday and then Wednesday I decided to go to the doctor because I was like having like basically waking up sweating every night couldn't really eat or swallow very well so I went down to the doctor which um it's interesting now like you're not meant to go to 
doctor's surgery if you've got any cold or you know flu symptoms which i obviously had but it's like well how's it how's a doctor going to know whether i need antibiotics for my throat without actually seeing my throat like i can't do that during a like teleconference meeting so i just went down anyway and um yeah so i ended up um being diagnosed with like a throat infection so i ended up with some antibiotics um so within a day so had started taking them wednesday um thursday my throat was pretty good um but i was still like having these like fevers at night particularly headaches um and, and like there's no way i could run um so that continued all the way through till saturday started to feel a little bit better and i thought oh, i just want to jump on the treadmill for 30 minutes more because i know that if i just like i hadn't really left the house all week and i know that if i take too long off running my back and hips just really lock up um and so yeah i did 30 minutes at uh five minute k's uh put the heart rate strap on and so for context the friday before i cooled down after my session at 13k an hour um and averaged like low to mid 130s i was running a k an hour slower and not having done a session beforehand and my heart rate was about 10 beats uh, 10 beats higher for that so um yeah got through 30 minutes 6k it was okay um and then today i went out for 45 minutes at um at mulligans and uh average like low low 420 so i'm I'm definitely feeling better um but it's just going to take i think a few days or a week of just jogging to start to sort of feel probably normal again so uh what's that 16 uh yes about 16k for the week 16k but on the other side of the sickness yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm improving. So I should like I obviously didn't work all week, so I should be able to go back to work tomorrow. Very good. Moose, yeah. can't, can't, can't be pushing through that. No, nothing. No, no. Nothing. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna jog. I'm just gonna jog for the for the next week. Um, yeah. What have you been doing, Moose? Yeah, I I got 58k for the week. Um, that's with a day off too, which was today. So I um. Yeah, I, I pulled back a little because uh, I felt like I was um, progressing really quite well and I didn't really want to do anything silly. So Monday afternoon, I had some pretty bad doms from the cross country, so I just ran around town. Dumb dumb idea, went on the golf course, which is probably the worst option I could have done. Soggy, wet, pretty much like Bandura <laughs> um, that I was trying to recover from. Uh, next day, I went out to um, Paraparap, ran on some dirt roads, just really nice out there, 10K. Dare I say it, Croaks, I started to cover it well for probably three or four minutes. And it's addictive, thought, isn't it? It's addic- addictive feeling. Hello. hello. Four, how long was the run, though? 44 minutes. Okay. <laughs> not a great ratio of covering no. it to not cover it, covering it well. <laughs> There's just a few signs there where you're like, gee, I'm moving all right right now. I'm moving all right, and I look down. My heart rate's good. Like, isn't it the best? Isn't it the best feeling when you know you're yeah. covering the ground well, and you're not putting in much effort? Yeah, it's a it is a great feeling. And I I was down. I was going downhill. Helpful. Probably had some tailwind, but they're the they're the brakes. We get them. They come our way sometimes. I did a work. So I actually was off work because I thought I was getting the dog so I um, took a few days off work so Bree was at work on Wednesday so I had my first first day with Pia at home like all day um, that is some tough tough living 
like no doubt there's ladies and fathers who spend their time as mums and dads those guys go to work every day Hang like on. how old is she 10 months and you've only had one this is your first day uh, have, you changed, have you actually changed a nappy yet yeah you you remember you blokes don't work i so, do love that you're respecting the people that do stay at home with children julian that's that's great to hear yeah yeah and it's just a lot of energy like there's just a lot of attention required all the time oh, it's way harder than going to work it is it honestly is for, like there's no doubts about that it's harder than going to work hey moose imagine if you're a single parent with no like family support around like yeah. how how tough would that be like i, I would not cope no nah, i know you've yeah you would only know until you've done this you wouldn't like you don't really get it until you're six hours into a day like this and um it's just maybe one of the sleeps during the day doesn't go well and you're hoping to do something like because i've still got other work to do and you're like oh not doing that work for the next four or five hours again um but anyway i dropped um pier up like well i didn't drop her there like i went up to my mum's house and uh she just hung out with mum and my sister while i did a little workout around the block hang on you're just talking about how you've had the kid for the whole day for the first time and you've dropped the kid off at your parents house i've gone for a little run <laughs> i've gone for a run 1153 croaks this sounds this sounds like a good day yeah it's that... just called a time out it was only an hour boys <laughs> um okay I've, all right well i did did this little workout anyway um i did the pickworth drive at harvey street loop it's like 900 meters yeah, it's a pretty lumpy little loop. Um, did six laps of it. Bloody hard work. I haven't done one of these workouts where I have to run extended period at hard effort. I've only ever gone probably a minute, maybe two minutes. And so this was two minute 45. Good lung buster. Um, legs felt pretty good. It got up to pace. Maybe I was average like 305s for the, the workout, which is over rolling terrain. So probably couldn't have done like the k's like i don't think i could have hold that effort for a full k so the 900 was perfect and then uh just jogged the next day i was off to off to work that day so um just 7k in the morning before work uh ran with a buddy on um friday morning and then that evening um picked up the dog so friday night drove up came off the airplane at like seven so i picked it up about eight from this like transport company and had offices in tullamarine and by the time i got it home it's like 10 o'clock uh so it's a rough first night like this this puppy just come out of its litter like first day ever away from its family and um so then i slept on the couch didn't sleep too much and then did a workout saturday morning um felt like shit so i did uh two laps in my river loop which is nine 9.2 k i did it at sort of marathon effort or marathon heart rate which um for me is sort of about five beats below my threshold that's my guess my estimate i don't actually know that um just because i've never worn a heart rate monitor in a marathon but uh if my threshold's around i'm assuming that it would be about that so I averaged 331s, but I felt crap. 
the shoes I didn't like those meta speeds they felt super harsh um, and the, the it was a really cold morning my legs were just really kind of tied up and the problem with at the moment my mileage is so low that like I'm warming up for 10 15 minutes and it's not enough for me I need to do some sort of at home activations maybe even get on the spin bike for 10 minutes before I go out because it's taken me 10 minutes to warm up into the um, workout before I even feel good. But that that was all right, I guess. And um, today, I didn't do anything. So I've, I've sort of got a bit of a sickness, not as bad as you, Croaks, but full of, sh- full of gross shit. Uh, my throat's pretty sore. And it just didn't work out practically to go to the, the group in the morning. So I planned on running in the Arvo, but by the time I sort of looked at my program, I'm like, gee, I've already done 50, 58K, and that's about where I need to be. So, yeah, it's just another week ticked off for me, another week without an injury. So that's a boost. That's a that's a big bonus. What time do you think you'll run this weekend coming at Albert Park 10K? Uh, be an interesting uh, yardstick, won't it? Like, cross is good, but you're not really sure exactly what it means yeah. sometimes. I think I can go under 32 minutes. Mm. That's, I mean, that, that, that's just off Sandown, basically. Um, average about 310, 311 at Sandown. So I reckon I could probably do that for, for Albert Park. Uh, it depends who's around me, how much, how much racing I'm doing. Oh, yeah, there'll be plenty of people around there. I, the I know, boats. but it's going to be deep. Who I want to beat is how singlets. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's definitely like def- certain people that would encourage you to run a bit faster if they were around you. Yeah. What do you reckon, Crooks? You'll run. Uh, 31.40. Four U turns, potentially windy. He goes to another level in a race, though. Yeah, I like that prediction. That's three tens, isn't it? 31.40 yeah. is, yeah. What'd you average yeah. at Sandown? I think that. Yeah, that's a good predictor. <laughs> yeah, I'll go for that. Yeah. I'll be happy with that. Take that. I'll go through my week quickly. Started the week off with 50 minutes Monday morning, 4.34s. Got out for half an hour on Monday afternoon at uh, 4.32s. Moved my workout from Tuesday to Wednesday. Bit of that soreness you're talking about, Moose, from the cross country. My left hamstring was the sorest thing. Just like doms, nothing like an injury, but I just thought I'll give myself an extra 24 hours until I got to work out. So in the morning, I met up with um, my mate Faz, who's helping me plan this uh, fun run that's coming up this weekend. You know Faz Moose, bought a few pairs of shoes off you yeah, back in the yeah. day, I reckon. Maybe a Garmin. Yeah, probably. Kept your afloat through there, I reckon. Um, Anthony, he rode the bike next to me because we were videotaping the course. He had a GoPro on his handlebars. So we did the 10K course, and then the guy who gave us the GoPro told us to swap the battery after we did the 10k course to do the 5k course and then we just ignored him like just thought nah we'll be right and then we got halfway through the 5k course and the, and the battery went flat so we had to then go back out in the afternoon i actually went out on the bike this time um and rode the 5k course to get that um that video sorted and then i jogged after that so that was a big day kind of like 15k in the morning oh we did the start of the half marathon as well like the 1.1k loop so 16k in the morning 5k bike ride after school and then um yeah 31 minutes after that running um so that's good and then wednesday i did my workout i did six by a mile off 90 seconds jog 
was just hovering around that kind of like 310 average pace. Felt good. Um, it's, I've kind of been doing five by a mile, five by five minutes recently, so it was good to add the extra one because I didn't have a race coming up this week. I just love that workout. Mile reps, kind of five minutes, 90-second jogs, plenty of time at that pace to recover. And, um, you know, you get a bit of mileage up. It was 11.3K at 3.20 by the end of it. Uh, Thursday, actually I ran again in the afternoon Wednesday, 7K at 4.34s. And then Thursday got out for an hour 50. So that was 25.8K, 4.15s. Bit of um, single mountain bike track, which slows me down a bit. But I quite enjoy just being on that technical stuff and... Um, yeah, it's kind of just this bike track that runs next to the river, so it's kind of um, really good scenery, and kind of get that done, and then I get rolling, coming, I think I was running kind of like four minute k's for the last uh, eight or nine k coming home back on the roads, so that was good, got out for the afternoon one, 6.7k at 4.31s, and then Friday, bit of a recovery day, an hour in the morning, and then 33 minutes in the afternoon, and then second workout was Saturday. So this one always gets me a bit on paper. Looks easy. Three minutes, two minutes, one minute times three with one minute jog in between. So it gives you uh, 26 minutes of running. And then I try to go through the gears. So, um, you know, keep the three minutes kind of like that that 10K, I guess, race effort. And then, you know, kick down to probably, um, you know, 5K kind of race effort for the two minutes and then one minute pretty pretty close to like yeah flat out i guess for the the one minutes really trying to turn the legs over i like this workout like before a 10k race just a, a bit of a primer like practice settling at that 10k pace for the three minutes and then um practice going much quicker than 10k pace for the one minutes at the end there so hovered around like three minutes 258 for the for the three minute reps and then around 255 253 ish for the two minute reps and then the one minute reps um and I'm not how not sure how accurate this is, like one minute on the GPS, but it was, yeah, 251, 244, 241. Um, and it's just a, it's a hard session because you only get that one minute jogging recovery and it's hard to, like every one of the reps is honest. Um, and I think if you know you're doing it properly, you can almost feel like when you go back to the three minutes after the one minute hard, you feel like you got the brakes on. Um, if you if you're struggling to hit that pace for the three minutes, you're doing the workout too hard, I think. So that was good, and I actually got out late. I didn't start the workout till ten thirty. Carly runs her long run Saturday morning, so um, yeah, got out and it was it was still pretty cold at ten thirty. Feels like five, it says here. No, feels like three. Um, a cold morning, but um, much better than going super early in the morning. And boys, I got this theory for you that I was thinking about. When I was doing this workout, so like 10:30 a.m., maybe 10 a.m. is probably a pretty standard time that professional athletes do their workouts. Yeah. 10 a.m. Yeah. 10 a.m. Yeah. yeah. So usually I do my workout like 7 a.m., which means I'm having breakfast at 8 a.m. So I'm, I'm getting a meal in at breakfast. But when I did this workout on Saturday. I had like two bits of toast in the morning. I wouldn't say a meal, just something to kind of settle the stomach pre-workout. But then I'm not having my meal, my breakfast, which probably turns into brunch at 11.45. So I'm actually missing a whole meal of calories. Got what I'm saying? Fasting. 
Yeah, but, not, fasting. but I'm thinking, we, we hear about like REDS, you know, that relative energy deficiency syndrome. Could we have a situation where a whole lot of our professional runners have REDS without even knowing it? Because back in the day, the blue collar-like runners who were juggling elite running and work were doing their workouts first thing in the morning yeah. and having three meals a day. And now our professional athletes aren't having those meals a day and they're doing that every day of the week. They could be missing seven side, meals. But on, but on the flip side, Brady, like if I do that, and so like I would feel full straight. Meal? So I have like toast if, toast before a session. Yeah. Then I would have like my up and go, my lollies and that sort of thing. So re- refuel straight after. Yeah. Then I would have my brunch or you know breakfast or whatever but then i'd probably end up having like a i normally have like then a late lunch okay so you'd still and you'd, uh, yeah. you'd hit the higher calorie foods straight up which would replace that breakfast meal yeah like you're putting a fair few calories straight in that yeah. first 15 minutes well i do anyway and then yeah. an hour later i'll have my normal breakfast and then i'll yeah have like a late lunch so you say then you'd move your lunch to maybe like that 2, 2.30 p.m., yeah, yeah, and then have your dinner. Yeah. Yeah. You can uh, see how people would, wouldn't do that, though, couldn't you, Crooks? Well, you could, but... Finish their yeah, workout. Guess, have your, massive... your, theory, your theory, though, was assuming you know how our lead athletes uh, eat. Yeah, they could have a full... Maybe they get up at 7 a.m. and have a full meal before they go do their sessions. Maybe. I doubt it. You don't like doing sessions on a full stomach. But I was just I, thinking I, I, there could be something in that trial. I think you'll find they eat more than, you, more than you think. You reckon? Like, I reckon... Pre-workout. I've... I've yeah, I reckon like if they're if they're working out at ten, I reckon they're having like a big bowl of oats, banana, like maybe even some sort of um, like electrolyte drink or carb drink in the morning before okay. they work out. Yeah, yeah. I, I reckon they would end up eating more on their workout day than on their day off, just through like even just following a proper um, nutrition protocol that they would. Like the elites would all have some sort of plan from a dietitian, and they wouldn't allow that. Yeah, whereas the people like us who are used to doing the earlier workouts, you're still eating like you're doing an earlier workout, even though you're doing it at ten thirty. Exactly, you're not yeah. changing it. Yeah. Anyway, could be something in that. I'm not sure. Um, then Saturday <laughs> afternoon, I got out for an easy jog, seven k, four twenty sixes. And then this morning, Sunday morning, I met up with Nate Stoat, met out at Barmer. Hadn't been out there for so long because we've been racing so often. I um, I don't like going out there when we've got to travel on a Saturday for a race because just too much travel then driving for a long run. So we usually stay local if we've been away on the Saturday. Met him out there, did um, his prep, starting his prep for Melbourne Marathon. So he had 32K, so I just did that with him. We averaged 401s. It felt pretty, felt pretty good, pretty flat. Saw some horses, some emus, some kangaroos. And got chased by a couple of dogs at one stage. So, um, yeah, some bit of, bit of animals out there in the nature. But How felt... chased? How chased? Um, oh, yeah, probably, I'm going to say... They're on the other side of the fence and they're barking yeah. at No, yeah, no, no, right. crossed, crossed a bridge that we crossed to come with us. There's two Kelpies on the other side of the river just, like, lipping off. And you're like, you're on the wrong side of the river. What are you lipping barking off for? Like, you're not going to do anything. But then the littlest one, I don't even know what kind of breed it was, that probably chased us for, like... 300 meters i reckon and it was never it was never going to get to us because it only had small legs but i'm just we definitely had to pick the pace up i'm just clicking on my strava now to see if we kicked it down now nah. oh yeah we went from a 422 to a 403 in that k so we but then yeah got us rolling so that was a good morning good to be home good to be in routine 
um, a good training week in between two races because I'll do the 10k as well this week and that was how many k's do I run for the week no, that can't be right it says 180 maybe it was 180 there's a few k's in there yeah I think I run 180.9 k's boys <laughs> that's a mileage for you I guess I Glad ran you. doubles every day, bar yeah, 180.9. Yeah, ran a few, ran a few for me. Couple, yeah. Jeez, I'm making you two boys look bad, aren't I? What'd you do? 16 and 50. 16. You better, you better make us look bad on Sunday. That's all that matters. Yeah, Racing's all that matters. Yeah. How much are you going to beat me by then? Practice. Um, oh, I don't know. What are we? Uh, what did I beat you by at? Uh, what'd you run at Bandura? Probably the same as that. Uh, 33.06. I ran 31.06, I think, so two minutes. So you run 31.40, I'll run 29.40. You should be running faster than that. Well, it's only 15 seconds off my... No, it's not. What's that? Yeah, 15 seconds off my PB, and this course is way harder. Yeah. Fair enough. Mate, I'm just trying to survive this season at the moment. I'm not really um, I'm not really focusing on putting in PBs or anything. I've, I've done the 10K PB, the, five, uh, the half marathon PB. I'm just trying to... Score as many points as I can for my beloved Bendigo Bats team. Hope us, hope we win this premiership, and then I might focus on another A race a bit later on down the track. But that's where my attention is at the moment. Let's talk about some Patreon supporters, eh? Some absolute legends over there support our show on Patreon. They keep the show alive each and every week. Been going 248 continuous weeks because of these legends over there. So, Bradley, who are you thinking? Uh, i got Masood Jalea. Uh, Masood lives in Wollongong in New South Wales. He has run 21.40 at the Centennial Park Run in 2019, 137 at Blackmore Sydney Half Marathon, also in 2019, and could be a data scientist at Woolworths. So thank you for your support. It what is, is da- data scientist at Woolworths? What do you reckon that involves? That would be involved. This is just a guess, but I reckon I'm pretty right. It would involve tracking like the sales and stuff. Yeah. You know who used to do that? Mark Kerwin. Remember Mark oh, Curlin yeah. Moose? He yeah, did yeah. Marathon. Ir- yeah, Irish guy. He used to his job used to be looking at stuff like it was on the edge of the like the aisle, the ends of the aisle, and track the numbers on what they sell when they're on like the end of the aisle compared to like in the aisle, you know, when they're on special and stuff. Yeah, there's a fair bit going on with um with that those sort of big companies. Yeah. Be pretty interesting actually if you liked your numbers looking at that stuff. Yeah. Good as you gotta be good at Excel. Probably be good with numbers, yeah, for sure. Very smart guy, I'm sure. Who you got, Moose? Um, I got Emma Asher. So Emma may have won the fifty to fifty-four age group at Melbourne Marathon five k. What year? Last year. Yeah, last year. You know how yep. they've got like a website of all the winners. No. Her name's listed on that. Yeah, they do. All what? the age groupers. Yeah. Okay. And well, open everyone. Yeah, anyone who wins their age category gets listed on like a separate web page in the results. That's all we got on there, anyway. And but Emma is an English name with roots in an old Germanic word meaning whole or universe. Interesting stuff there, Brady. Mm, didn't have much on Emma, so I thought I'd have to go back to the old name meaning stuff. So done well there. Thanks for your support, Emma. Everything pretty locked down. Couldn't find much on you apart from that Melbourne Marathon 5K age group win. So well done on that one. I'm going to thank uh, Mitchell Wilson from Heidelberg in Heidelberg in Victoria. He's got some fast PBs, boys. 155 for 800 metres. That quicker than you, Crooks? No, I got 153. Ooh, that'd be quicker than you, though, wouldn't it, Moose? 
Oh, I, I don't know. Yeah. You've broken two? Yeah. I've never run an 800, but yes. Never done a competitive 800 before? No, never. Oh, right, that's interesting. We should get you teed up for that. Actually, I've no, got, some, we shouldn't. got some stuff <laughs> coming up about potential races. Um, he's been in Europe training with Cat Bissett and Lyndon Hall. A few photos on his Instagram there and Strava photos. So keeping very good company. Represents Collingwood Athletics Club. Uh, Premier Division team Collingwood. Don't think they're having a great season at the no, moment. No, they went all right. They, they went all right at Bandura. Where are they sitting on the ladder? No, not, not, not that high, but they actually went all right there. Bandura, they scored a few more points than normal. Oh, that's good. That's good that you know that kind of stuff as well. And his other PB is 940. So he's a bit more of a fast twitch guy, I think. But he's got 948 for 3K, 16 flat for 5K, 35.56 for 10K. And he ran a marathon in 327. So um, got some range about him. And, yeah, keeping some good company. So thank you, Mitchell, for your Patreon support. How do people sign up, Croaks, if they want to support us on Patreon? Go to Patreon. Go to our uh, Instagram and find the link there, I believe. Link in bio there. Yep, correct. That's right. I've never signed up. Haven't you? <laughs> no. Should, you know, Not should, giving you blokes money. Should put, yeah, should support <laughs> us, mate. Then we can pay for like little projects and stuff. <laughs> And uh, thanks to all the legends over there keeping the show alive. Uh, some some stuff in the works over there. So we uh, yeah we're looking after you, and hopefully you enjoy this early release. And on that running news, Croaks, there were a couple of uh, inquiries about your talk last week of potentially attacking the Australian 50k record. Rumor has it Dion Finocchiaro is aware of it, but not too concerned at this stage. Um, Gold Coast 50k that's coming up in December. Hillbilly Endurance team have written in saying they'll look after you for a couple of beers afterwards if you potentially go up there. And also an inquiry has come in from Surf Coast Century about us potentially um, taking down that record, the 100k record, to break seven hours to bring some, win some prize money. Remember that last week, boys? Two thousand bucks if you can break yeah. that. Break that. Yeah, yeah. It's four. Like it. It's four eleven like... k pace average. We will smash I, uh, that. I got I got some bad news on that one though. Well, you got a wedding that day or something. Uh, it's Viv's birthday that day, and it's Lily's birthday on the Monday, so it's going to be birthday weekend. Lily will have her birthday party that weekend. Yeah, what so. about perfect place? Go down to Anglesey, sleep on Moose's couch, show her the new <laughs> dog. You know, a four-year-old normally has their friends at a birthday party. Oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. <laughs> I'll, I'll bring some friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Gold, uh, Surf Coast Century's out for me, boys. Sorry. Oh, that's not good. So, no. Moose, I did have in the notes here who's going to be our fourth team member, but we're going to have to find two team members. Won't be hard, mate. Yeah, yeah Won't be hard. Yeah, just pull a couple of Surf Coast Track Club Doesn't guys. clash with AB, does it? Nah, it's in like September, isn't it? Yeah, I can pull a few ones in. I can pull a few people that love cash. Yeah, it'll run for the cash. I'm just looking at the date. Hopefully, it's on the same day as the tan relays, is it? Couldn't be. No. Jeez, that could hurt. That could hurt it. I'm just looking that up now. Um, 17th of September, Moose. What date's tan relays? Do you know off the Gee, top of your head? No, nah, no, nah, I don't actually, but you can tell me. I'll have a look at that in a second. So, uh, we would have to average 411k pace. Is it that technical down there? Like, is that going to be hard no. on this course? Look, it won't be easy. It won't be easy, but if if it's broken up into four legs, then yeah. I would think that like a really good runner could run this in probably 420s the whole way. Um, So I think it's like if you you break it up, you only do one hard effort for 28, 25K, 28K, whatever whatever it ends up being, uh, like doable for sure. Will depend a lot on the weather actually. Leg three can cop some mud. 
and if it's real wet then you'll be sliding everywhere a lot of those climbs turn into like clay so yeah that could that could affect uh, the pace that you can handle Wow, it is the same day as Tan Relays. Oh, boy. This is not good. Oh, boy. Probably, How we much... probably, should, probably should have cut this from the start. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is the authentic vibe of our show that we're just trying to think of race possibilities. Can the Geelong Cats survive about you, Moose? Tan Relays, that's the question. Oh, Tan Relays. I'll be in the thirds in Tan Relays. That's way too short. Okay, so you're, right. you're still committed, you reckon? You I might... want to just be there to celebrate our second place season trophy yeah. can realize that'll be the championship leg is that like the last race of the season the last yeah, it one. Is. Yeah. yeah it's celebration we get on the piss after that that's round 10 yeah i think they've already booked a like a party bus bendigo and like filling eskies and stuff for the trip home yeah that'd be a lot of fun we should do something similar yeah anyway that idea might be gone we'll talk off air let's talk about some actual uh good amazing running performances let's kick things off for running news the commonwealth games marathon happened last night 6 p.m australian time which i liked on a saturday night being able to sit down turn on the uh, seven plus app and watch the footage um i'll go through the results boys and then we'll unpack it all so the men's race went first liam adams very aggressive off the front i wasn't sure what he was doing i was in a few message groups i'm like what is liam doing here really shook things up uh, you know, really gapped some guys who were pretty quick, a few 204, 205 marathon guys in there, and just kind of got away from him a bit, just created a bit of panic. He ended up finishing fourth in the race. They caught him, and then they didn't quite drop him, and then the two broke away, but he fought on pretty well for fourth. Uh, he ran 213.23. Half marathon split was 64-something, so um, he was on PB pace. His PB is 210, and he was, yeah, you know, over the hills much quicker than that. Uh, PB pace, just seven seconds off the bronze medal, was working hard to pull in the Kenyan in third, but couldn't quite get him, probably ran out of real estate there, and uh, the other Australian in the race, Andy Buchanan, was seventh in 2.15.40, very, a bit more even than Liam, he was 67.44, 67.56, took down some uh, fast guys, Andy, a couple of sub 2.10 guys, one 2.10 guy behind him as well, so... Yeah, pretty pleasing results from both those boys there. Tell me what you thought of it, Bradley. And then Moose, it's your go. Um, so early on, like when Liam gapped him, like I wasn't that – like I thought, okay, fair enough. Like he's not running outside of what he's capable of because I think they were on like maybe 212 marathon pace early. Um, and it also just made the coverage a bit more exciting. Yeah, sometimes when you're watching a marathon, especially sometimes com games where they just play around for the first half, it's not that exciting to watch. So at least made it really exciting. Where I started to get a little bit worried was when he started dropping like 15-minute or even sub-15-minute 5K splits. I think there was like a 10K in there that was close to like 30 minutes. I thought, oh, that is now you know a lot faster than his like current marathon pace and it's not exactly flat that could come back to bite him um and then when i it sort of looked like he was struggling i thought we like you know 12k to go and i thought oh this this could get ugly um but liam's just like and i think it's because he runs like a lot of k's and he's just strong and so even though he's hurting he seems to be able to hold it together pretty well so i thought he did well to hold on as well as he did given how aggressive he was early um and andy's run like just mature like for a guy that hasn't run many marathons to be able to just pace that well i thought it was was a good good solid effort yeah and what was a bit deceiving with liam's because they threw up the 5k split and you're like oh this isn't ridiculous like he's just running at 2 211 212 pace but it didn't take into account that the first k was 330 
Like they literally were jogging that first K. So it made that five, first 5K a look slower than it actually was. Like it was a 1K jog into a 4K, like harder effort. Yeah. Moose, what do you mm. think when you're watching it, sitting back in Anglesey, the men's race? Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was interesting. Uh, it certainly got like some social media attention when Liam had gone out and, and, and basically decided that he was going to make sure the race was fast because he didn't break a, like he didn't break away at, at any given time. Someone was only probably what? 10 seconds behind. Did he mm. get further than 10 seconds in front of anybody? Oh, I'm not, no, I don't think so. Sure. Yeah. It was, about, it was about that, like a little surge from the pack and they were on him. Yeah. yeah so, so what he essentially did was he just got rid of anyone who wasn't going to be in the front pack uh he wasn't gonna, he got rid of all anyone who wasn't going to be in the top five basically early on um and he just created like a faster pace which you could tell the others weren't interested in but they they weren't respecting him i mean they they respected him enough to not just let him go so they they didn't want to um they probably they would well i'm not sure if they knew his pbs or not or um him as an athlete but they obviously thought let's not give this bloke two minutes um let's keep him in range and 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 i don't think they probably enjoyed that i think those guys would have been willing to sit back and let it turn into a bit of a battle over the like the last 12k a bit closer to what the women's race was do you do you think this strategy helped him or harmed his chance of getting the medal uh it's a, you'll never know mm. but but i i think i think he 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 probably was a more likely chance of getting a medal if he didn't do this yeah, so he still beat some yeah. fast guys like it's like that strategy the kind of you know fast slow fast slow i think sorted a few guys out who didn't want it to be fast slow fast slow yeah, I think if like he he didn't quite go to the extreme of going through in sixty four whatever it was, um, maybe he went, he goes through in six, a minute slower. It's still going to be fast enough to separate the top pack, but it at least gives him a chance um, to to bat like to I guess he he gets to to put himself against the the others a little bit more closely towards the end. Um, because they didn't go out that hard and they got to sit with a pack through the, the, the guts of the race. Um, so if they had have hit 30K on more of an even keel, I, I actually would have backed him in to finish over those hills more strongly than the others and pick himself up a medal. How many messages did you get about his shoes during the oh, race? I was getting messages and I didn't even know stuff about shoes. I don't, Mate, know, I don't know why people messaging me, ask me what pair of shoes Liam's wearing. How about the fucking commentators calling out that it's not a super shoe and he, what a, and then there's people like applauding him for not, I'm like, it's a fucking super shoe, he just coloured it in. Yeah. Like, let's get real here for a second. If you don't know what shoe it is, why you, you shouldn't be, oh, I mean, the commentaries are, that's another. coming up a bit later on when I'm there's, there's all, quick there's all these, questions. There's all this talk about Liam not having a sponsor. i tell you what he needs. He needs a bloody texter company to sponsor him because i tell you what, he goes through a fair few texters colouring in those shoes. When I was um, sharing with him in uh, Launceston, he spent the afternoon with a texter on his shoe. So, And I'm not sure. I reckon he might um, do some modifications to the shoe. Like I don't know if it's just because 
they might like rub in particular ways, but I've got a feeling that he might like cut bits off here and there, like to suit his foot. Um, that's, <laughs> really? and that, uh, yeah, and I think that's why they look a bit different to the yeah. other to the they others. Definitely looked mm. flatter. Like yeah. they looked a bit. They kind of just looked like a fucked old shoe. <laughs> it's almost he like he running. takes the. It's almost like he takes the. He's taken like the collar of the shoe off a little bit, and they almost look more like slides. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it looked flatter mm. on the top, didn't it? Like it didn't. Yeah, yeah it took a lot of people, you know, zooming in on the actual footage to be able but to was see a, what it, it was. It was a Nike Vaporfly, though. We know that much, and maybe adjusted, like yeah. altered, like you, you said, Craig's. But I was very impressed with him finishing in fourth position and coming home strongly. Uh, I, I thought when he was passed, it was all over for Liam. I thought it'd be a good job to finish today. Um, so how he came back from that, quite impressive. Especially yeah. when you know, like, 30K of the marathon, if you've already put yourself in a fair bit of hurt, like, 12, 12 as I was saying to my brother last night, like, the, the last 10K of the marathon is not 10K. It feels like 20K. And the fact that he'd put himself into so much hurt already, like, it's pretty, yeah, pretty incredible to hang on as well as he did. Liam ain't the guy jogging it in, though, is he? Nah. His personality is always going to go hard. Um, so that's men's race there. Uh, women's race was, I think they started maybe 90 minutes into the men's race, 7.30. Mm-hmm. Was that right? Yeah. Um, I, think it, I think they ended up starting a little bit later than they were meant to. They must have had to wait for maybe one of the athletes to get through the, the, a lap or something because I think they were meant to start 90 minutes, but I reckon they started, you know, eight minutes late or something like that. But Well, the men were slow to start as well. They weren't 6 p.m. Yeah. because the wheelchairs oh, okay. were still coming in, so maybe that's the yeah. problem there. Uh, bigger pack in this race, wasn't it? Like, and a lot of dominance from the Australian ladies, Jess Denson, Eloise Wellings, and Sinead Diver in that front pack. Very small field. I think it was probably, well, the men's field wasn't huge. I reckon maybe, did anyone get a number? Uh, I think it was like only 20. Yeah, about 20, 20 in the men's. And I think it was about 16 in the women's. Six, there was 16. Okay. That's, that's right. Yep. I have got the results up, but they've given to me in, oh, 15. Like, in nations list. I wonder if I can get them all together. I think it was six, no, 16, yeah, yeah. 16. Yeah, so the Australian girls very prominent at the front there. And then at, I don't know what K mark it was, you guys might know better than me, it just started to separate. So um, Jess Stenson was doing a lot of the driving pace there with the uh, Namibian, Nabib- have I said that right? That's pretty good from you. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty good me. And the Kenyan sitting with her. Eloise kind of dropped off a bit. Um, the Tanzanian, she was a pretty smooth operator, I thought. Beautiful technique. Mm. She dropped off a bit as well. And it looked like it was a battle for the three medals. They were kind of sorted out. And then Jess just kept breaking away. Uh, huge run. She won the race. She she got the gold medal, which now goes with her two Commonwealth Games bronze medals in 227.31. Eloise did come in fourth in 230.51. And Sinead fifth in 231.06. Moose, you can go first this time. What'd you think? Very dominant performance from Jess. Yeah, well, this is. I mean, she beat Helen Johannes. Is that how you pronounce it, Johannes? Mm, yeah. Well, she she is a class athlete. Two nineteen so, lady. Ex- exactly, world bronze medal. She won the Com Games. Um, she is the class athlete and was almost an unbackable favourite going in, but she didn't like she. It was Jess's Jess who won the race, if that makes sense. She didn't just rely on someone having a bad day or whatever. Jess won that race on her own bat by pushing the pace early. 
and you could see her move to the front and just start to slowly grind it where everyone dropped off one by one by one. And her splits at the end was something, nothing short of incredible when you saw the actual course and how steep it was. And it was almost unrelenting towards the end. And the way that she's run that fast with amazing split like that, like she she deserves all the credit for, for winning that race. Mm. Oh, I just sent through our splits today. This is just from Strava. I haven't seen any official I'd love to see the official like 5K timing mat splits. But from 28K onwards, she was rolling 220 to, um, yeah, like this is just her last 14K. 314, 323, 319, 22, 12, 16, 21, 18, 15, 19, 31, 18, 24, 10, 38. And that's like... like that's, she's averaged that's... 320 over the last 14K. You put that on the Gold Coast Marathon or you put that at Berlin, that's a great run. On this course, that is a spectacular run, worthy of a gold medal. 300 meters elevation gain. Um, yeah, it's... This run at the World Champs, this gets her in the top 10, in my mind. Like, the quality of this run is... is it, it, It's almost like uh, it deserved more than the Com Games. And I know that's that sounds bad because she won the gold medal, but... This was in a performance where, like, if you put this against other competitors, the way she did it, she, it, it kind of, she made it look easy with mm. how, how she executed it. Like, I'm, I'm sure if there were more people around, she's going faster than that. Well, she made it look. The splits didn't add up to how she made it look. Like, you could see the carnage and it dropping everyone, but it's not until you see the splits and you're like, wow, that's why yeah. she's dropping everyone. Like, that was, yeah. yeah, she's a 225 lady and she's around the last 14K at 220, 221 pace and made it look easy over hills. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll put my hand up and say I underestimated how good she is. And that's crazy given the, her resume in running, but I, like... Maybe I saw a few races early, like earlier this year. Even the half where I'm like, oh, okay, like I'm back in Sinead in, like as our top finisher, um, and I, I'm going to say I underestimated Jess, and she proved proved me wrong big time. Some facts here about the performance: first female athlete of any country to win three Commonwealth Games marathon medals, first Aussie gold medal for 16 years in that event, fifth fastest in Com Games history. Um, the last 32 years, only once one in a faster time. Like, there's it's some insane. stats for you. G- Given the course, you have to remember how hard this course was. Mm. That is the thing here. Well, she's only run two minutes off her PB. Like, you look at everyone else in that field, they're running five minutes plus off their PB. She had COVID three weeks ago. Yeah. Like, it's just so much to be impressed by. And, like, all the accolades back home she's getting and whatever, like, she deserves every one because this wasn't a – this like, she can only race against who's around her, right? And, yes, the field was decimated, 16 people. Like, we'll get into it later, but it, two Kenyans missing. Um, she can only beat who shows up. And so I'm going to say that if there were, like, chuck another couple of Kenyans up front there – Jess is finding a way to beat him last night. Mm. I agree. Her championship record is amazing. So that she's done that stuff at the Con Games. Also ninth and tenth at the World Champs. You know, yeah. she's second at Gold Coast, which is gold label, fourth at Toronto, gold label, tenth at London Marathon, gold label, twenty second and thirty eighth at both her Olympics, first at Melbourne. Like 
she just and her coach as well adam diddick needs a bit of praise they get it right on the big stage every time she pretty much raises with a with a history of injury as well Hmm. like she she and sickness so she misses that japanese race in january um comes back from like the hip stress whatever it was bone stress um it's it, that's off the back of a stressy the year before uh gets covid like this isn't just smooth run this is dealing with sort of uh setbacks hurdles it's showing resilience um yeah it's it's it is a great run it, i mean it's more than a great run it's i thought it was incredible as you can tell i was getting pretty emotional watching the finish like nearly had the lump in the throat because she's she's such a nice person she is thanking the crowd for cheering her as she's mm. winning the race like it wasn't about how good am I, this is good, I've just won a gold medal. It's just like thank you for applauding me as I'm finishing. Um, couldn't have happened to a nicer person. But no. I think sometimes maybe her nice personality, people forget that she is a like ridiculously like amazing racer. Like and, and I think she cares so much for representing her country. Hundred percent. Yep. I think it, I think you're right. Just because she's nice. We uh we don't see the killer instinct in her. But she'll kill. Like we don't she when it's really everybody. there. Yeah. When it's really there, that's what. Yeah. Um. So yeah, what an ambassador we have for our sport here in Australia. Uh, Al Lee's fourth. Do any comments there in two thirty fifty one, and then Sinead just uh, what was that seventeen seconds behind in fifth two thirty one oh six. Yeah, Sinead. Um, obviously. Eight. Had COVID a couple of weeks ago, and also had a glute injury as well. I think. Um. So by all accounts, she was pretty happy with her run. Um, Eloise, I don't, I mean, she she was pretty strong as well, uh, but just couldn't go with the pace when it went. Held on well, though. Hmm. Croaks, anything more about the marathon before we move on? Oh, just um, when you sent through those, like I knew Jess's run was incredible, but it wasn't until you sent through her splits, and I'm looking at like the last 15K of how many sub three minute 20 kilometers are in there over those hills and like that's just legit like you know imagine like imagine like that's legit on a on a flat last 15k of a marathon let alone the hills so um yeah i think she's due to rewrite her marathon pb in the right on the right day um yeah and i think she i thought sinead actually rallied pretty well because i you know she fell off a lot earlier than i thought and i thought it was going to be a pretty long day but um, you know, she rallied and, you know, was was catching Eloise towards the end. So, um, no, it was That's true. good result. Yeah, 15 seconds them, really. between them in the end, and it looked looked like it was probably that distance at 30K, didn't it, at least? Yeah, yeah. So she's come back well there. Um, the significance, boys, of Commonwealth Games <clears throat> with the influence it has in Australian media um, amongst the mass population. Um, any comments there? Because, like... I know a lot of people asking me today, talking to me about it, just, you know, did you see the marathon? How good was it? Amazing. Who would have no idea that the world champs happened last week? Um, it's it's very, you kind of touched on it already, Moose, but winning these medals is very good for the brand of Australian distance running amongst the public. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's a tough one, this Com Games, because, like, an hour before the, the race started, I, I saw the field lists, um, and I thought there's there's 16 people in this race and there's no, like, the East Africans aren't sending their best teams at all. Um, 
Scotland didn't send any runners. Uh, South Africa didn't send runners. New Zealand, no runners. England Can- had Canada, no runners. One runner. Yeah, no one from Canada. So it's not like a championship that seems to get any respect outside of Australia, um, maybe Wales. Uh, like, that's just what how it appears. Um, and, I, like, I, my immediate thought was, these girls should be, like, our Australians should be at the world champs competing against the best in the world, um, just on that sort of top level. Because uh, the Com Games isn't the top level of running. But as soon as I started to watch... I was. I thought, well, we're never going to see this. Really, we're never going to see Australian singles at the front of a, um, like a world champs or an Olympics. Really, so this is actually quite fun. Um, I love seeing like these girls are in for a chance to win a medal. The whole public celebrates them as national heroes. Um, I can see why they do it. Like it makes so much sense why you would pick the Com Games over doing the world champs, even if the running community doesn't view it the same as the world champs, if that makes sense. The global running community, yeah. There's, Yeah, well, I mean, even the Australian running anyone, we all know, right, there's 16 people and this isn't the same sort of field as the world champs and it's not the prestige isn't, isn't quite there. The running community is very different from the community mm. or the, 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 like the general public who who see the age this morning or the, who see channel seven. Um, and it's just, diff- it's, it's just perceived differently by different communities, but watching, um, watching Jess win the race. Like I kind of forgot all that because I just love seeing, seeing her win. Mm, yeah. So good. Anything else? To what do you think folks? Uh, yeah. Well, you guys, like we spoke about it off air. Like I, like, and this is really hard to say because I know the whole country's up and about, but like personally, I really struggle to get excited for Commonwealth Games. And like, I don't know whether that's just because I'm like old and cynical now, or because like when you're young, you know, the Commonwealth Games are on, you're like, oh, wouldn't it be cool to be an athlete like that? And then as you get older, you start thinking about like, you know, why why do the Australians love the Commonwealth Games so much? And then you start, you know, because they, they love, you know, the media love bringing out the old stories of Deke and, you know, I guess before the Commonwealth Games, it was the Empire Games. So you had your John Landys and things like that. But what people don't also realise is that when Deke won the Commonwealth Games in 1982, there wasn't a World Athletics Championships. Um, there was just the Olympics and Com Games as, I guess, the major championships outside of you know, a national championship and then the major marathons. So I feel like if countries like Canada... Um, and South Africa aren't willing to send one marathon, a male or female, to a Commonwealth Games. Like they're big countries in the Commonwealth. What does that say about the event? Um, likewise, you know, the top Kenyans, um, why don't they want to go? I, I know the other difference now is sport, there's so much more money involved in sport. Yeah. Back in the, back in the 80s, you went, you know, Kipchoge, for example, probably has, you know, gets hundreds of thousands of dollars by going to Berlin. He won't get that at Commonwealth Games, whereas all the athletes back in the 80s were getting basically nothing anyway. So there's more incentive to go to Commonwealth Games. Um, Do they get so, any cash? Like, the, you know, the world champs is like 70000 bucks if they won. Does Com I, Games pay out any money? I, I doubt it. I don't I, know. That's a good question. Hmm. It, wouldn't be, it wouldn't be a lot, I wouldn't have thought. 
Um, and obviously there's different ways you can financially benefit from sponsor bonuses or, you know, go on talking tours and stuff like that. But, yeah, yeah. interesting to see if they get any cash just from the actual performance. Yeah, I, 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 guess, I guess what I'm getting at, it's just a shame that other countries don't place as much importance on the Commonwealth Games as what Australia does because if they did, then it would be a legitimate championship. Like, you'd have the best of the best there. Um, that being said, uh, it, like, in the coming week, the men's... 1500 like outside of Ingebrigtsen's like that is like a legit field you know you've got like the top Kenyans there the Europeans are so strong you got your Aussies so it, it almost is like a world-class field um but it is a white the... man not running oh he's a white man not running I think he's okay. doing the 800 instead I think he's doing 800 at Europeans let me check that I've got it open right now yeah, but um, yeah, it's 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 a tough conversation. Yeah, to you're have. right. Whiteman, yeah. Kurt, and Gooley are there. Yeah. yeah, so like it's a tough it's a tough conversation to have, and like people are going to bag the shit out of us about saying it, but it's just I don't know it's lost its prestige a little bit. Um, and you know we don't obviously want to take anything away from like Jess's run last night because it doesn't matter like who she was up against last night, like the time that she ran, as you as you said, Moose is probably the equivalent of a sub. Uh, like top 10 at world champs like last week in Eugene. So but this, yeah, new and, quotas, and you can only... this new quota numbers new though, isn't it? Like, and that has an impact on things where they can only send you say, you know, 70 people now. So you've got to pick where, who you're sending for your best medal chances. Well, that also comes back down to like countries having money and budgets for this thing. But and... isn't it that's enforced on them from the Commonwealth games? I think they well, give them the quota spot. Well, I don't, yeah, I don't know, but I guess it comes, yeah, but even then it still comes down to money, how many, you know, spots they can have in the village or, or whatever. It all, it all costs money and um, I guess the organising committee, and that's why they, I guess they're struggling to for host host cities and host nations now. No one wants to host it because it costs so much money. Yeah, it's going to Ballarat next time. Well, it's not even going, well, it's going everywhere, isn't it? It's to Ballarat, yeah. it's going to Bendigo. It's like, it's not even in one area next time. Regionals. Yeah, you're right. I'm looking through this 1500 meter list, and if one of these boys gets a win, they've got to get over some big players there. Yeah, I think we um, the influence. You know, well, how many how many young kids watch Jess do that overnight? How many mums who want to go out mm. for getting to run and go out for jogging? Like that has a very big mm. flow on effect in the Australian community. Um, yeah. And I'm just glad that that we use three quota spots to put them on that team. Because um, potentially you could say, "Hey, we just want to send one and do your best kind of thing, and put two spots somewhere else." That's a that's a good point you make. Because at the end of the day, if your sport is not on TV, then it's you know it's never going to grow. Mm. So the fact that you had an Aussie there on primetime TV winning a major marathon um, is good for the the next generation. I guess you know this that's just the old cynical guy in me like if i was if i was a 10 year old kid watching that then i would have been like you know oh this is awesome like you know how good is it we've had an aussie winner com games um you know which i still i'm obviously very happy for jess but um oh, i guess mate, we're just you're chatting. some shocking emails yeah i love how he said as well moose is like we've backed it out i'm like hang on <laughs> this is your opinion here no like well oh yeah I, I, th- I think people. I think you get what I'm saying now in terms of it's not as prestigious across the whole Commonwealth as it used to be. No, no, it's it's you're not you're not alone in your thoughts, Brad. It's a pretty common um, it's a pretty common discussion. Like we have it on our long run. I, I I can't see the championships lasting past regional Victoria. Um, I'm just not sure whether any city would would have the money 
would think it, it would be worthy to invest in. And uh, uh, like, let's just be r- realistic about it. There was 16 people in the race and, and a lot of them weren't sort of the class that you get at other events. But we saw a marathon on TV, which is rare. And we, we, we enjoyed watching it. So, yeah, I, I, like, here's my idea. Let's move it to an under-23 championships. Like, pretty much every event at the Com Games is under-23 only. So you're sending your junior national teams in soccer or basketball or whatever. Um, and you're sending your, your junior athletes. You make, instead of the marathon, you make it a half marathon. So you're still going to get guys that won't sacrifice running a marathon, like sacrifice other marathons for the Com Games where they're like Australia. I just looked it up. Australia don't get any money for any medals um, at the Com Games. So but then you've got, but then you've got the issue is if it's an under 23 comp that like a, a country's willing to fund like you know development developmental athletes when like yeah, most 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 true. sport most countries and sporting budgets don't even support the elite open athletes so why would they spend all this money to send under 23s it's it's a tough it's a tough conversation like it's a tough conversation and you know i guess we're just trying to well i'm trying to be just be honest because i guess that's what our show is all about is being pretty um you know honest and to the point let's see how the let's see how the rest of the championships go and and how successful they are in terms of like watchability how much traction they get in the country that kind of thing mm, crowd numbers stuff like that crowd numbers were good on the marathon like that was that was fun to watch yeah like how good's the kids run... trying to keep up alongside them that's my favorite yeah. part of watching that stuff mate it's a bit stiff like you get copping these guys are copping hills at the 40k mark of the marathon <laughs> and and these fresh guys that are obviously pretty fit are like yeah i'll run next to you of course you can run next to them. <laughs> They've been going for 40 kilometres and it's a hill. <laughs> oh, but, yeah, it's, it was good. Like the finish line, you could see heaps of crowd, heaps of noise. Um, so perhaps it can work. Perhaps it can. We'll see. Going to go local now, boys. I'm going back to Australia. Uh, South Australia had their state cross-country champ. So this is happening kind of all over Australia at the moment because people are getting ready to pick their state teams for the Australian cross-country champs, which we spoke about last week. Max Clark, sorry, Matt Clark got the win easy in the South Australian men's race from Adrian Potter and Max Stevens was third there. Caitlin Adams won the women's, uh, Lucy Morvey and Brooke Hines was third in that one. Uh, so there's potentially some names here to see at the Australian Champs in a few weeks in Queensland. Lauren Kerwek won that one from Samantha Phillips and Alana Stevenson, who is a big fan of the show, I'm told. And Adrian, Ho- oh, sorry, geez, I'm bad with names tonight. Aiden Hobbs won the men's from Tim Fisk and Eli Barker. Don't get Hobbsy wrong. Baker. Uh, ba- Baker there, mate. Baker. So this is what happens when I record on a Sunday night a few beers deep, boys. It's a bit hard to read. <laughs> so uh, some good names, some good results there. Keep an eye out for those when the Australian champs come up in a few weeks' time. I think they're picking the Vic team tomorrow, Moose. Picking it, don't you have to nominate for it? Had to well, nominate, like, and then they're announcing it tomorrow. But yeah, you had to be in the top eight or the top ten, though, right? They don't just—you can't only, nominate nominate if you don't run Badura. They're only taking six. Yeah. New South Wales listed their team; they're taking ten. Oh, so well, I think Victoria. Well, <laughs> yeah, I can only score four people. What's the what? 
do they not have enough uniforms for them to buy? That's what I think. Wouldn't you try to take like 30 just to like get the money up? <laughs> um, interesting, yeah. Well, they're not, but you can't nominate, say like uh, Brett Robinson can't go, I'd like to run National Cross. Um, yeah, he can. Oh, you can? Yeah. Oh, so Bundera was, wasn't... There was a thing in the cause saying like, yeah, if yeah. you don't race, you can probably still go. Right. Because I was thinking the same thing with Andy potentially. Like, you know, if he yeah, wanted yeah. to put his hand up and go, but you're off at the comm games. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it'd be interesting to see who puts a hand up to go for that team. Bradley, take us to the uh, Blackmore Sydney Marathon. Some big news out of there this week. All right. I'll just read the statement because I'm still trying to get my head around it a little bit myself. Um, we're thrilled to announce the Blackmore Sydney Marathon as a candidate race for the Abbott World Marathon Majors. Over the next three years, the Blackmore Sydney Marathon will be required to meet strict criteria to achieve major status by 2025. If successful, Sydney Marathon will join an esteemed group of races, Tokyo Marathon, Boston Marathon, London, Berlin, Chicago, and New York City Marathon. No city in the world has a better combination of natural beauty, love of sport, and iconic infrastructure for hosting a marathon than Sydney. Achieving the status of an Abbott World Marathon Major would cement Sydney's position as one of the world's greatest sporting event cities. Throughout the three-year candidacy period, the Blackmore Sydney Marathon will attract thousands of visitors to the Harbour City, including the world's greatest long-distance runners and wheelchair athletes. This is great news for runners of all levels and abilities. There will be an increase in entertainment on the course with a vastly improved race day experience cheered on by more people and more runners celebrating Sydney. So um, we're told from Wayne Larden, who runs the event, uh, that there are a max of three new majors to be added. Cape Town and Chengdu are in candidacy already. And if we meet criteria two, year in a row, two years in a row out of a three-year review period, we are in. Mm. Got a lot of coverage within the running circles yeah so my question here is so uh there are there's a max of three new majors to be added so there's going to be three added and then um in this like candidacy period um cape town are already in it chengdu are in it sydney's hoping to be in it but then I wonder if there's other major marathons around the world that are also trying to get into that, and then they choose three of those that are in the candidacy. Is that how you read it? Yeah, I'm trying to think if I've seen any press around other... Like, I have definitely knew that Cape Town and Shendu was, but I haven't heard any other big races announcing they're in a the similar program. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and when Sydney, obviously, like Wayne, Wayne Lydon sent me in a message like two weeks ago saying we got a huge announcement. We're gonna we're gonna be bringing this, you know, announcing this thing next week. Da da da. So like, I'd I'd expect that maybe other races, if they were, they'd be announcing more hype about it. Maybe yeah. I don't know, but, but yeah. But I guess the thing is, if Sydney is the only only other one, and Cape Town and Chengdu are already in there, and they're they're going to name another three marathon majors, then you'd assume that Cape Town and Chengdu are, are, are lock-ins then. Yeah, and from my impressions talking to him, they're very confident, um, I think is the word to say, that they can tick off the requirements to be a world marathon major in 2025. Where is Chengdu? Any idea? Um, is it China? I think it's China. Do you think we uh... need another three? 
not you don't need another. Me. No. What? What do you get? Western China's Shizu Province, Brad. What do you get from Population a uh, world marathon major that you're not getting from another event? To say you've done one. Yeah, I mean, I've I've only done, I've been there for Tokyo and I've, I've done Berlin. Uh, I haven't seen any others in person. But obviously they're well known. They get like masses of people, which is helpful. Now, do they get masses of people because they're a major, or are they a major because they get masses of people? Uh, I think New York, Boston, not going to have any London. Not going to have any dramas getting people Berlin as well. Like they're all, the, being a world major gives you so much credibility as a race. Mm. Uh, it just the issue, yeah. The issue I have with it as well is like to me a, a world um, marathon major, like you know they're not all fast courses. Like New York's not fast, Boston's not fast, but there's history to them. They're obviously well-known cities and places. So I get that you know Sydney. Um, is probably like a bucket list for people to visit because, you know, running over the iconic Harbour Bridge is awesome. But when you're talking about Cheng- Chengdu, I'd never even heard of Chengdu before tonight. Mm. And I've never heard of it as being a top marathon in the past where people run. Like, you know, it's, we've been doing this show for, what, five years now, and it's not it's not come up once ever going, oh, this person ran 205 at Chengdu or anything like that. So, <laughs> so. I would, you know, and Cape Town obviously is, is a well-known city as well. So I think it needs to be. I think it needs to be a well-known city to be a, a world marathon major. And to me, Chengdu might have a big population, but um, it's not on my. Uh, maybe I didn't listen in geography the lesson they taught us about Chengdu. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> Even Cape Town, it's like. Ali did Cape Town, didn't she? She she yeah. did, yeah, and it, that was the first race that she took advantage of being a label athlete at the time because Cape Town was labeled maybe silver and so in in terms like in in order to satisfy the requirements of being silver label you need to to have representation from multiple continents um from labeled athletes Mm. and so that's why she got the invite over with appearance money and all that kind of shit um so like that's how I know Cape Town, but it wasn't a very fast race and there didn't seem that much like, ah, how would I say, like prestige about it. I've got a question for you boys. So traditionally, I would say that Gold Coast and Melbourne marathons attract the majority of our um, elite marathoners. Is Is that a fair assumption? Over the last 10 years, I'd say most of our elite uh, marathoners that are in the country and want to run a marathon have either run Gold Coast or um, Melbourne instead of Sydney. Correct. So if this becomes a world marathon major, will more of our elite athletes run Sydney and what impact will that have on Gold Coast and Melbourne? Well, well the, the ranking point. So in my mind, ranking points is going to be very important. So going forward into the um, into the next, uh, what is it like? Because the qualifier's gone down to two hundred nine. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And so if you're finishing higher, if these world majors give get gold label status, then you're getting good, pretty good points if you run fast at these races. So the more the more gold label races, the more majors. They're actually like platinum label, aren't they? 
Yeah. So the the more of those out there, the better chance there is for athletes to qualify through the ranking system. Um, so I'm sure that you would get high profile Australians going there. And even like you would think that they would line that up with the Australian Championships, Oceania Championships, mm. yeah. where the points just get higher and higher and higher. You'd also get um, higher. You'd also get higher quality international athletes yeah. to that event as well, because um, definitely uh, top. So top five at a world marathon major gives you automatic. So you know how the qualification is now two hundred nine thirty. If you finish top five at a world marathon major, that's the equivalent of a sub two hundred nine thirty. This would be one quicker than two hundred six, two twenty one for men's and women's, if it becomes um, a world marathon major. Yeah, yeah. The quality Um, they're going to have to bring into the race. They're going to have to improve the course, especially the stages that I've watched at the the end, the twisting and turning through, like, Sydney Harbour area, running on the tiles. The pavers. That's the iconic bit, though, Moose. I know what you mean. You're saying, hey, for fast times, they've got to get rid of some of those twists and turns. But just for, looks, for the 99% yeah. of the participants in the race, that's what they're there to do, run on those tiles part to, towards the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Yeah, I mean, but, the Sydney Opera Yeah, I think you've got to provide a pretty, like a more stable course almost because um, <laughs> there's some, some pretty unstable bits towards the end from what I saw, like running off gutters and stuff. Like There's probably some bits they smooth out through there. They'll have to to tick these boxes, I think, as well. Even to fit, like, let's say they go for 30,000 people. What's the smallest major out there? But, um, like, to get that many people through that course, you're going to have to widen it up a bit. I think they that is one of the boxes they've got to tick, have X amount of number of participants. Um, I know they were talking about having, they want to see a big increase, like the half marathoners going to the marathon. Yeah, you don't see the half marathon at any of those other majors. They're just standalone. Yeah, yeah. And we saw that when we're talking about the budgets around paying for Croke's pacemaking Gold Coast compared to the supporting the half marathon. Different fish to fry. It's interesting. Watch this space. One of the shows still going to be on in two or three years to uh to see if that's that that uh that, that's keep, maybe, not, maybe not after our com games chat oh, mate, we'll get cancelled for something for sure your com games chat Brad, oh, come on you, are, you mate, I set out a lump in my throat i was loving what i was saying kids at school tomorrow will be all about asking me if i know jessica stenson i reckon hey i was not i was not against the run i was all for the run <laughs> listen to question this week boys something a bit different put the call out on instagram asking for some um questions about what's happened in the last week of running so i've got all the questions in front of me i'll fire them at you some controversial ones here not going to leave uh names next one a few people have asked to be anonymous you can uh answer them quickly and then we can cut any that are too controversial to go to air how's that sound all right yeah all right sounds good there's about out of the 200 questions i got in front of me i'd say 130 of them are about liam adams with shoes which we've already addressed <laughs> um but i will go quickly what are your thoughts on jess not getting a run through the tape at the end did you see this both men's and women's they pulled them down just before they got to the finish line weird what were they doing occupational health and safety no are you kidding me <laughs> yeah i reckon uh-huh. well there's no sponsors so that they don't care so why why not drop them get a better photo as they cross Okay. I, 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 yeah, but I guess what's the point of having it there if you can't run through it? 
It looked oh. weird. It looked strange. You just yeah. want to feel it on your chest. You both probably haven't won as many races as I have, but it's a really nice feeling when you run through it and just feel it touching your chest. Mm-hmm. Yep. I reckon Jess lost that opportunity there. <laughs> uh, next one, thinking about the track at Com Games, who's got the best chance of doing a successful double that's been at the World Championships and now going to the Commonwealth Games this week? We need to bounce oh. back from Ollie Hall, don't we? That's the first Are one. Are we talking about Australia? Yeah, Australia yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, you've got to think who's had success already, right? Because that's a successful double to nail them both. So I'm going to say, uh, yeah, I'm going to say Stewie. He's coming good at the right time. Good one. Probes? Um, well, I guess who would you class as having a good result at World Champs? Jess who have we got to pick? Like Georgie Griffiths, Stewie. Yeah, I think Jess. I think Jess will be there or thereabouts for a medal. Coming back from COVID, okay, that'd Stewie, be interesting Stewie, though, won't it? Stewie, Stewie and Jess. Very competitive, competitive but, but events Ollie, though, for both of them. But Ollie will, Ollie will be out to prove a point. Just give me a time for this next one, fellas. On a flat course, what could Jess Stenson run, given the shape she's in? 220, mm. 224 something. Yeah, 224 is my answer. Okay, and the next one. Why do we need different uniforms at every single championship? Depends mm. who's sponsoring. Uh, spon- like Commonwealth Games has got their own sponsor versus <laughs> Athletics Australia having a sponsor that they would use then for World Championships. So you have to use the Commonwealth Games sponsor for Commonwealth Games um, teams. What is that brand that's no idea the Commonwealth no Games? Idea. I, I still don't know what brand it is. Yeah. yeah. What they about... should write the name on it because their logo has not um, hasn't there's not much traction with their logo. Oh, how so... baggy Andy went with the Eddie Bet shorts. Like how baggy were his shorts? Oh, the first ninety seconds, I reckon he pulled his shorts down three times trying to get him like to sit on his hips properly. He does like a low short. He does wear them low. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the next one, I'm just going to stick to this. People have sent just some random questions here, but I'll stick to stuff that was like related to the last week. Uh, what do you guys think of the commentary? Uh, not good. No good. No good. And the second part of that is, why wasn't Steve Monteghetti asked to be on the commentary team? Because he's there in a different capacity. Yeah. He's, part, he's there with the Commonwealth Games Association. It is weird that they do not have a marathoner on that panel, though. Yeah, this, they, they don't understand that you can actually have silent time and be totally fine with that uh, because, like, that was the problem always trying to fill it with just babble, 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 babble. And in the end, like, if you're trying to fill stuff with babble, a bit like this podcast, you end up just talking shit. <laughs> that's exactly. That's, just, that's what happened. That's what it was just. Carly asked me, she goes, was that bad? I said, it was kind of like us just talking shit, but like you expect like more professionalism when you actually turn on the TV, yeah. not just people talking shit with a marathon going mm. on. Hey, Bruce, like Bruce McAvaney needs short one, one minute to maybe ten minute slots where he comes in, he goes bang, firepower, he's done. But to get him stumbling through a marathon, oh no, uh, there was some horrid stuff talked about. And anyway, move on. Uh, next one. Why is Liam Adams not getting a shoe contract? Any shoe contract interest? Is it his age, his antics, or not being proactive? Any intel there, boys? Spray painted shoes have been going for a while, a long time now. Um, I mean, I don't know the background about 
what Liam's been offered. So this could be a case of him having offers at his door that he's just not um, happy with. So that if he might so go, no, nah, what's the point in signing up for this? Like, and this is a problem. I don't know. This, this. The narrative is, I don't, I can't, I don't. No one wants to sponsor me. Um, Isn't it? Yeah. That's the narrative. That's the storyline I get. No Sorry, one. When I watch the coverage, not he's hasn't told me that directly. No, like, how about this though? Right. This this is. I actually think that it's a good thing that he's not settling for a bullshit little contract. So, I I don't. He's not going. Oh, please send me this product. I'll give you twenty five percent off to my followers for it. <laughs> like, he's he's not doing that because he doesn't see any value in that, and he wants. He almost like creating a precedent. Going no, like if you're going to sponsor me, this is what it costs. This is my value, and I respect it. Exactly. I like that from him. He, he he's not taking little bullshit things like saying here's two pairs of shoes a year and then you'll be in six social media posts and you'll have to come to this. Because I don't think that, like, I think athletes undervalue themselves so much and you can see it all the time. Um, I'd rather someone, like, if, if everyone said no to the bullshit, then you would start to see bigger contracts come in. Mm. Anything there, Croaks? Oh, no, but sometimes I reckon, you know, having, not that he has a chip on his shoulder, but, like, having the blue-collar... Um, uh, the the blue collar sort of attitude like sort of works for him a little bit like that's mm. how he races and so if he then did get a, a big sponsor like he wouldn't have that sort of blue collar um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for uh, reputation I suppose yeah, and I, and I reckon it, and I reckon it works I reckon it works well for him I reckon he can sort of dig a little bit deeper with that blue collar um, reputation yep well put. Next one. Can we have some conversation about Jack Rayner? Pulled out of the 5K at World Champs and then the marathon again yesterday. Um, well, yeah, well, I don't know what's going on. Like, we don't, I don't have any inside lines there. So is he, is he injured? Did he get cooked in that 10K? Is he trying to prepare best for what he thinks is maybe his best chance at a medal, which it could be in the 10K for him at Com Games? Um He's doing the 10K at Com Games. Well, I read somewhere he's, he's doing just doing five. five. Well, he's, he was well, meant, it was ended all three of them. Like, surely he'd try and do both. Like, because I would have thought, well, where do you think his best medal chance is? The five or the 10? The 10 he's got to come up against Kemboy, Camille, and Crop, who have ran 12.46, 12.46, and 13.04, the Kenyans. And the Ugandans, he's got to come up against Cheptegai and Kipolimo. Like, 12.35. That's, that's in the that's 5K. Five. And okay, then. Yeah. So, like, maybe yesterday was his best chance in the marathon. Yeah. And Mark Scott, 13.05. Um, and he's got to get over Kai Robinson, who had a pretty good five at um, the World Champs. So maybe he's just going for the 10, and, I'm, I'll, yeah, I might see who's down for that one. Yeah, because if he's in, like, you know, similar shape to when he broke the Aussie record, like, you'd have to say that he's in, in contention for a medal. Two UK guys, Sam Aiken and Patrick Dever, 20. Both ran 27 26 and 27 23. Who's Kenyan got? Oh, they got Cheptegai and, and um, Kipolimo, Uganda, do. Yeah. Kenya, yeah, they got yeah, a whole lot of 27 30 guys as well. But you yeah. think yesterday might have been his best chance at a medal if you look at it, look at the results we we're just talking about. Yeah, possibly. But you, you look like you looked at his training the last like few months sure. and like, there's no way he was training for a marathon. Yeah. 
Uh, I'll go one more for you boys. Favourite World Championships performance that happened last week? Well, actually, there's some spicy ones in here. I'll keep going. Moose, what was your favourite World Champs performance? Oh, gee. Uh, I'm going to... The, the javelin thrower, Kelsey Lee Barb. That's good from you. Ex-teammate. Why, that's why Croaks always throws yeah. that in. Yeah. Croaks, what was uh, your favourite? Sydney McLaughlin. Incredible. That I, was I cannot, incredible. I cannot believe that a female can run 400 metres while jumping barriers that fast. Amazing. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Uh, the next one. Jeez, I'm going to have to. I'm reading all these here, fellas. I'll do two more for you. Who were our next Olympic marathon team be, both men and women? Mm, uh, okay. So Olympics is 2024. Yeah. So you've two got years. another. You've got the rest of this year. So whoever's planning, then you've got someone's got to run one the year after, basically. So who's lining up big marathons for next year? Uh, I, I, I think it'll be Jess Stenson. Um, I think Ali Pashley, of course, she'll come back. Uh, and then I think it'll, I, I, I think it'll be Sinead again. Um, she can still go and run London's and she can still run like fast Japanese marathons. Like it ain't no thing. Um, so I think Sinead gets around for another one. That's in the ladies. And in the gents, Pat Tiernan, he's mm. going to make a team here. Um, he's going to come out. I'm going to throw a bit of a rough B in and say Ed Goddard. Mm. I reckon he pulls something out of his ass and um, gets like a very fast time. Uh, third spot here, Brett Robinson. Oh, no, actually, shit. Okay. <laughs> Pat Tiernan, Jack Rayner, Brett Robinson. <laughs> Ed Goddard's been cut. Nah, fuck, Ed, you are no chance there, boy. <laughs> Bradley, who's your six? Uh, oh, this is hard. I really I really don't know. I think Pat I think Pat will get there. Um, especially now, like, the 10K, the time is just, what is it, 27.10 now? Yeah. And like so, that. like, I know the marathon's still 2.09.30, but... Um, I reckon Pat will step up to marathon. Um, yeah, I'll go Jack. Uh, oh. um, yeah, and like Brett, unless like Ed, I, like I was sort of with you, Moose. Like Ed's on the rise, um, and if he stays in one piece, like I reckon he will run a run a quick one at some point. Um, but you know, I guess the times are on the board with Brett. So those three, uh, Jess. Um, I think Lee, I think Lisa. Um, like I think she ran quite well on the Gold Coast, and um, I think she's got another good marathon in her. Um, and uh, well, I'll go Eloise, Eloise as well, because she's quite new to the marathon, and um, so I think she's only going to get better the more marathons she runs. Jeez, you're sleeping on my boy Andy Buchanan. Two twelve low on his first one. Only going to get better, boys. It's true. I was. Well, who yours? Who yours then? Eh? It's, easy, it's, it's easy asking the question. I just ask the question, boys. Finish off with a rough one for you. Okay. Do we think that the Nick Badeau athletes underperformed at the World Championships? All right. So right. let Here you go, Moose. No, let's reel them off. We got Jack Rayner. Um, I actually thought his time was comparable to the other athletes in the field's time, like away from his PB. So I, I I don't think he had the best race, obviously, but I don't think it was that bad. 
if you look at how he actually finished up in terms of time. Um, who Then, I guess, we got Ben Buckingham. I mean, you're talking about the world champs and you're talking about guys that aren't, like, world leaders in their event. So they're coming there. Like, it's a massive, massive win for these guys to get out of their heat. Like, it's a, like it's like it's the likelihood is they don't. So to say that someone doesn't get out of their heat isn't performing is just false. It's just not true. Um, so we got Ben. Uh, that rule? Well, obviously, yes, underperform. You don't, like, the, to not finish the race is underperform. I don't know. Um, is, is Nat coached by Nick Bideau, though? I, I think know. so. Oh, well, I, I thought so. Yeah, I thought so as well. No, I think she's actually coached by, um, oh, Tim O'Shaughnessy. Tim O'Shaughnessy. Okay. Yeah, I looked okay. that up. Yeah. Well, that's, I think she, I know yeah. she trains in that group and stuff and is probably managed by him, but I think Tim O'Shaughnessy still coaches her. Georgia? Oh. Georgia Griffiths? Pass mark. Big pass mark. Part, no, she yeah, made the she, final. She, she, did, she did well. She did well. No, that's, yeah. a, that's more than a pass mark. That's a great, that's a great championships for her. Yeah. Uh, Ramsden is I, I wouldn't say he underperformed because I didn't expect him to make it through either of his heats. But he did make it through a heat, right? He made it to the semi. Is that right? If we think uh, back. In the 15, did he get... He made it through a heat to the semi and then didn't make it through? Jeez, you're testing me here, Moose. I'm just asking the questions. No, I, I think that... Did, I, think, I don't think he, I don't think he did, did make it through. Rule. I don't think he did make it through to the semi, did he? I'm looking it up. Well, I wasn't expecting him to, and he didn't. So, I mean, that's not underperforming in my mind. Stewie, yeah. I think, performed pretty well, given his history. His, his Charlotte Perdue, DNF, like, clearly underperformed, but found out she had COVID afterwards. So, kind of, I mean, you've, that's that's why she underperformed, because she was, had, a, had the virus. Um, no, Ramson didn't make it through. Okay. Heat three nine three thirty nine. Um. All right. Well. Anyone? Anyone else? That's it. No. Were there internationals that he in the in the squad? Charlotte only, I guess. So that's a no. They haven't underperformed. I actually don't think they underperformed at that championship. When you summarise it that way, yeah. If you look at an individual case, it's a case bloody, it's case. a global, yeah. Yeah, I think we see them dominating here in Australia, and then when they go over to these global meets, you kind of expect the same thing. Yeah, and it's like it, so yeah. competitive. Absolutely, this is this is the the top of the world in athletics. This isn't like swimming where there's fucking six countries who swim. Yes, yeah, this is at, this is athletics. Swimming this, is a joke. Yeah, uh, so I like I'm I'm thinking. I'm, after doing that, I'm going to say, no, nah, they didn't underperform. But they didn't have a brilliant championship, but they didn't underperform. Okay, so this, here's one for you. Do you think Jess Stenson, Diver, Adams, Welling should have done the world championships instead? So did all those four have the choice, but Andy had to go Com Games because he didn't have the time? Uh, Liam didn't have the choice. Liam was, Liam was automatic for Com Games based off his... Um, Olympics. Yeah, he would have had to go Olympics. chase the time again, wouldn't he? But Which he didn't do. Or, or, or got selected on if if I'm not sure how many marathoners got selected through the ranking system. So yeah. like the people that hadn't the people that hadn't run the time. So he might have he might have got in that way. Um, he probably but, would have really. If you yeah, think about I, it. I I think he would have as well. And I guess Sinead would have been the same. 
Um, like she would have got through probably on that. Yeah, she ranking system. Right. She Top got it. Oh, she went to London, remember? No, oh, yeah. She got okay, it. Yeah, she had the time. Yes. Yeah. No, no problem. Look, I think. Um, I think that most of them chose Com Games, from what I believe was they thought Eugene was going to be like really hot, and there was you know, like there was a there was a good chance that it was going to be hot, but when they saw that like in hindsight, you know, they probably should have gone to world like they they could have run fast at world champs. The heat wasn't going to be an issue to stop them from running fast, which. Um, yeah, but then I, I think Jess would have been happy with her decision. You know, like you're never going to turn down a Commonwealth Games gold medal. No. All right, boys. That was quick fire listener questions. Thanks to everyone for sending them in. Moose, did you answer that last question? Um, I think there's two answers to that. What's better for them as a business decision is Com Games. Um, what's better for them as an athlete? Probably world champs. Okay, good. Thanks to everyone for sending them in. Didn't get to most of them, but uh, we've answered some of them throughout the conversation tonight. Moose on the loose, purchase of the week. Finish it off, Moose. Bring it home. Um, Moose, oh, what was I angry about? I've, I've, I've been angry about a lot of things, but even the, the field sizes at World Champs. So you did this last why? week. You said this last week. Yeah, yeah no, not really. And even at Com Games... I just think we like let's increase this field size so that we're like I don't know why I've thought about this two ways actually I'm going back on my moose on the loose because at the start it was like why have we got 16 people running this is this is silly but 16 people can fit into a TV screen really well and yes there's going to be like 75 behind that are running the race as also runs. Um, so I'm starting to think if we just pack it with the very top people, um, you're going to get a better viewing experience, aren't you? Did you Have you read much into the Kenyan scratchings? Oh, okay. Yeah, so... And why one of their Kenyan athletes wasn't on the start line, the favourite? So, from the three ladies in the Kenyans, two have been put, have, have sort of had to step aside for doping infringements, correct? Yeah, I wish I had this stuff in front of me. Definitely one and, has. Yep. Yeah, definitely one, but I think two. And then in the male, on the male side, there was one that had to step aside for doping. Yeah, testosterone. Yep. This, the second one was they entered. Athletics Kenya entered Eric Sang instead of who is a I think he's a disabled 1500 meter runner or athlete with a disability um, instead of Eric Kiptanui who is the 204 guy who was odds on favourite to win this race. Yeah, he was there watching on the side of the road. He couldn't get a start because they entered the wrong name. So okay, Athletics. So the Commonwealth Games. Surely someone's there going, oh, fuck that. Just let this bloke run. Yeah. Put a single put a 100%, 100%. on him, let him run. Why are we worried? This is fucking officialdom killing athletics huh. again. Yeah. Oh, we've put the wrong name. Sorry. Here's his details. Yep. Get on the start line. Here's your bib. See you later. The, why do we have to do this where someone's fucking come from Kenya to run and some dipshit like official hasn't entered him properly? Mm. Well, let the man run. Yeah. Like, 
it's who cares? Someone else isn't able to come in or take his place. You're just losing someone, your main highlight athlete for the entire field. Like there were, were no other highlight athletes in that male field. This was your guy, two oh four man. Yeah. As long as you it. can prove as long as you can prove that, that guy's Kenyan and he's part of your country, put him on. Yeah, you're allowed three three athletes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bit of a balls out, wasn't it? Yeah. But but the doping stuff hurts, doesn't it? When you can't even get a team together because people are getting popped left, right, and center, like that's, it's just a bit fucking embarrassing. The one of the Kenyan ladies who got um, withdrawn as well, she'd won Sydney before. Yeah, was it Sydney? I know um, one of them was Kipchoge's training partner, the the gent. Wasn't it? Not a good look when you type in the guy's name and then a whole lot of photos come up with him jogging next to Kipchoge doing workouts. Yes, mm. like, ooh, this isn't a... Yeah, well... Who was that then? Who was the guy who got done for doping there? What was his name? He was... Yeah, it's important we get the names correct here. Can you guys remember it off the top of your head before I uh, try and find it? No. Just pad someone, just pad for me. I don't know. I only know about this agenda. I only know bloody two Kenyan marathoners. His name was uh, Philemon Karachi Lakidi. And what did he run? What was his time going in? Uh, see, this is you can't just ask me these questions <laughs> and expect like an instant answer. Nah, I know they had three legit marathoners in this race. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm trying to find him now. Nah, we, get it. Let's move on. They suspended him. Yeah, for the use of testosterone. He's 30. His PB is uh, 205.19. Valencia cool. last yeah. year. Yeah, so he was rolling. Yeah. So he would have caused a bit of damage, but maybe he's not clean when he's running those times. Mm-hmm. Can we get sued for saying that? I'm not I'm sure he's not listening, but yeah. Hmm. Anyway, that's the show. What's coming up in your life, Croaks? Uh, not much. Hope back to work tomorrow. Bit of jogging and... Uh, yeah, that's it. Oh, this guy's a part of the NN running team. Yeah, that's that's with him. Kipchoge's man. Oh, he's one of the pacemakers at Ineos, 159. Yeah. Moose, what are you doing between now and next week? Albert Park with the cats. With the cats? How's the team looking? Mm, pretty good. Not great. Yeah, we're the same, actually, at the bats. Just holding the fort. Two out, but none in. Anyway, yeah. We'll be right All right, do it all again next week, fellas. Thanks for listening, ladies and gents. We'll see you later. See you guys.